So I am forced to be on the bleeding edge of technology and like where everybody's going, which which is so risky, particularly as the chief marketing officer of the company. I make mistakes all the time. Like, you know, Be Real is a great example. Like it's, it's test and learn, test and learn, test and learn. And it's better to, I think, be a first mover and then sort of refine as you go along. Welcome to Retail Gets Real, where we hear from retail's most fascinating leaders about the industry that impacts everyone, everywhere, every day. I'm Sarah Rand from the National Retail Federation, stepping in for Bill Thorne today and recording on site from NRF 2023 Retail's Big Show, where we have 35,000 industry professionals gathered in New York City for the industry's most important event. Our guest today is Kristen Patrick, EVP and Chief Marketing Officer of Claire's. We'll talk to Kristen about her company's ongoing transformation and how they're connecting with a whole new generation of consumers. Kristen, welcome to the big show and Retail Gets Real. Thank you so much for having me. It is packed here. It is packed. Oh my goodness. Well, and congratulations. Your session was packed a little while ago. Oh yeah, that was so great. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us your background. Where did you come from? How did you end up at Claire's? I've been doing marketing for a long time. Um, and, you know, I've, I've toggled across industries. I started my career at the Walt Disney Company, so I spent some time in entertainment. Um, I've worked in fashion for Calvin Klein, Gap Inc. I was the chief marketing officer for um, Liz Claiborne's Lucky Brand. I spent time in the beauty industry at Revlon. I was the chief marketing officer for Playboy, which I will write a book about someday because I was there when Hefner was still alive. So um, that was really interesting, as you can imagine. And most re recently, I was the chief marketing officer for Pepsi. And um, I stepped down from that role and really took some time to think about what I wanted to do as my next step. And, you know, one of the things I think I struggled with at Pepsi is I didn't let my daughter drink Blue Can Pepsi. And, you know, I remember having my team over for a dinner and put Blue Can Pepsi in the fridge. And I just, you know, I felt like this, this isn't real in terms of, you know, what I let my daughter do. And so when this Claire's thing came up, I, you know, it was such a great opportunity. It's a 50-year-old brand. It's a global brand. There's 2,800 doors around the world, 300-plus franchises. Wow. Um, we pierce millions and millions of years a year and there was something about this consumer and this generation that we service that I just really became enamored with and quite frankly I was excited about the reboot opportunity like taking a brand with that much history and making it relevant again so I have to say it's been a really really fun road that we've been on as a company. You've been at Claire's for almost two years? Uh, a year and a half. A year and a half. Point, yeah. Okay. So when you think about the transformation that you're working on, was that was that the first thing that they asked you to take on? Yeah, they did. You know, I was brought on to redefine the brand for a new generation. You know, I think a lot of times the brand reboot helps to set the vision um, for the rest of the company you know, because you're listening to consumers. Like the first thing I did was I tried to understand who the founder was and what his vision was. And I really got in there and started talking to this generation. I'm sort of lucky because my daughter's Gen Z. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, 
it's like I have a built-in focus group with her and our friends. So that's kind of cool. But, you know, we, we started by defining the brand and what it stands for. And it was a combo of looking back in history, talking to consumers and, you know, completely rebooted it, even in terms of like what business categories we now are going to be getting into. So, um, yeah, we've been on this really interesting path. Can you talk a little bit about who your core customer is at this point? So interestingly, and right before this, we were talking, but, you know, the founder used to say that the, the company and the brand was ageless and mm-hmm. it serviced customers between the ages of two to 92. Because what could happen is, you know, you walk into a Claire's and it's just fun and it doesn't matter how old you are. But really, our consumer is, you know, Gen Z. It's 14 to 27-year-olds, and then the alpha, so it's, you know, 13 and under. A good crux of our business comes from the younger generation, so the alphas. Um, but it's interesting because we get consumers between the, eight, you know, ages of 18 and up, and they stay with the brand. And I, I think what happens is, like, you sort of start becoming a mom or a dad and, and you know, you, you end up like coming back to Claire's with your kids because the brand's been around so long. So, you know, we definitely classify it by Gen Zalpha is what I call it, the Zs and the Alphas. And then, you know, we do get um, everybody else. But like my marketing strategy is focused on, you know, spends in those areas. The loyalty that you're talking about is something that I think a lot of retailers don't get a chance to experience and appreciate. I mean, I, I myself sure I was at a Claire's and I took my daughter and my son to Claire's in the last year. So it's, it's now become a multi-generational, not just where we shop, but that experience, right? Yeah, the loyalty is insane. And in fact, we launched a loyalty program about two years ago and we have 15 million members in it already. I mean, that is a huge audience. And so we are constantly talking to them and, you know, they mean the world to us. And we actually have a, you know, a group of those loyalists uh, that we speak to on a regular basis to talk about new product categories and, you know, what they think about what we're doing. So a loyalty program is tremendously important. We're really lucky because I think what makes Claire's like near and dear to people's hearts is that you often experience it during a rite of passage. The first time you go there is often when you're getting a first piercing. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like, I couldn't wait to get my ears pierced. And my mom was like, no, not until you're 12 or whatever. But like that is such a, a big deal and, and you know, quite um, emotional for some people. Mm-hmm. So how do you distinguish when you look at Gen Z, Zalpha, Alphas, yeah. how do you stay um, relevant? How do you make sure that they all look at you first? That's been, I think, the biggest path that we've been on, right? So we used to be a fleet of retail stores and now we're really evolving to, you know, an omni-channel experience, a lifestyle brand. We're now in the metaverse. So first of all, we have to really understand the consumer, what they're thinking, what they're feeling. And, you know, part of the transition of the business and company is to be where the consumer is. So they're not just shopping in Claire's you know, retail stores. They're in Macy's and Walmart. They're online. So we're putting ourselves there. And they definitely are playing Roblox. So so tell me about the metaverse. Where, where are you? Is it Roblox? Yeah, it's Roblox. And it has been like 
I seriously, if anybody should be there, it's Claire's because it's so our consumer. Um, and we did, we took a little bit different of a tact, I think, than some other brands and businesses. We created a piece of intellectual property called Shimmerville. And it's a town. It's literally like you, you can, you know, pick out an apartment. You can go to the Claire's Cafe. There's a shopping mall. You can get a job as an ear piercer. You can pick out a pet that comes along with you on your journey. And so far, we launched at the top of November. We've had about 2.5 million people come to visit it. It's got an 86% approval rating, which is really high. Um, they spend about eight minutes in the game, um, and we're really going to connect the, you know, the digital to the physical. So those pets we think are like kind of a linchpin. We're going to create plush that will sell in stores, and then through the loyalty program, you can collect points that you can redeem in store or online. When I think about Claire's, what I think your customers look for is that ability to express themselves and be unique. How do you translate that to Shimmerville? Self-expression is like everything. The brand is built on self-expression. And, you know, there is a, I would say, a design language around the brand. You know, for many years, it's been purple. And the use of photography was um, really important to the brand, obviously, because the only marketing we used to do was retail signage. So we have had to sort of take the essence of the brand and sort of really create a new design language so that you can take it into apparel or to take it into, you know, goods for your dorm. And that design language that we established is now being uh, used to inform like new store design. And it was used to inform the design of Shimmerville. If you go into Roblox and you look at Shimmerville, it's like, oh yes, this is Claire's. You know, it's, it's the color palette. It's, you know, even the design of the cars that you can drive, it just all feels like it sits together. And I think for retail, um, like that's the big thing, the connectivity between your retail experience, your e-com platform, you know, going into, you know, a game like Roblox, there has to be a core design. And, and you know, frankly, a lot of it comes from uh, the original store design. You mentioned a few minutes ago, you've got partnerships with Walmart and Macy's. How do you make sure that they are representing your brand how you want it to be? There's a, a set of standards that we've developed for the brand. And like I say, I literally am using those to inform what our shop and shops look like in Macy's and, you know, Gallery Lafayette and Paris and Asda and what it looks like in Walmart. I stay true to that across every single touch point, including going into the, the metaverse. I have to tell you that we were actually slated to launch our game last March. And we couldn't get the design right. Like it did not feel like Claire's, it did not look like Claire's. And so we actually took the additional time to make sure that what we were building felt like the brand. And so every single retail location that you know we're going into has to have the Claire's design palette and uh, attached to it. I can appreciate as a, as a marketer how important it is to make sure that all of your brands are right, but I, would expect your customer to be very tuned into if you're getting it wrong, right? Oh my gosh, yes. We, this is a generation that tells you what they think. And, um, you know, mostly through our social feeds, they will tell us. Um, they, we also have, you know, we've been doing a lot of consumer outreach through the loyalty program. So we have that sort of setup. So we're constantly talking to them. But, 
you know, in a wonderful way, they're so opinionated. It's, it's kind of like they're telling you what they want to need. Um, when I first started at the company, we spent a lot of time talking to consumers and they said, listen, we love Claire's. We actually want it more ingrained in our lives. Like we would love apparel to go along with the accessories. They told us that they wanted stuff for their dorms and their bedrooms. Um, they told us they wanted Claire's cafes, which I'm not sure if we're gonna go there. Although we did put a Claire's cafe in the game and it's really fun. They tell you what they want. And I think it's a combination of us staying on top of the trends, picking good product categories that you know we, we know are going to be hot. So it's a little bit of a, the fortune telling that we do there. Um, but then just listening to them is really important to us. For a lot of consumers of that age, they're on Roblox, they're on Be Real, they are you know, finding different homes around Web3 or the internet generally. How, how are you making sure that you're following them? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I keep saying this, like, I don't have the luxury of being a second mover in those spaces, right? Because this generation is like setting the standard. So I am forced to be on the bleeding edge of technology and like where everybody's going, which is so risky, particularly as the chief marketing officer of the company. I make mistakes all the time. Like, you know, Be Real is a great example. Like it's, it's test and learn, test and learn, test and learn. And it's better to, I think, be a first mover and then sort of refine as you go along. Mm -hmm. But yes, we have to be on, you know, kind of a first mover in those spaces. How are you measuring whether something is right and you want to stick with it or whether it deserves the refining? Well, you know, it's, it's a combination of brand health, brand building, store traffic. We also obviously measure engagement. You know, the leap into the metaverse was a huge leap off a cliff. Thank God we're landing safely. It's all the tried and true metrics that we usually, and you know, we're constantly watching traffic to the website and some things are gonna, you know, pay the bills. I always swing for the fences and some things, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look at the results and say, okay, this wasn't worth it and, and, and you know, pivot quickly. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to partnerships for a second, because when you talk about swinging for the fences, this is a new thing for Claire's. So when you look at the partner potentials out there, what are you looking for in a partner? Why have you chosen the ones that you're with? It started with conversations with consumers. Like one of the things that they told us is that they want more fashion information from us and trend information. So, you know, we've put, you know, some of the best stylists in the world around us. We've put um, some of the best makeup artists, some of the best nail artists around us. And we do these little segments that we're calling C-Studio. So it's, you know, Claire's studio. Mm -hmm. And we are giving um, fashion and style advice through these stylists. Um, you know, consumers also told us that they were shopping, obviously, when they were shopping in the malls, they're not just going to Claire's. So like we did a, a partnership program uh, with our loyalty program and you could buy something at Claire's and get a, a discount at Auntie Annie's pretzels, which like sits in every mm -hmm. mall. Yep. Or we did something with Elf Cosmetics because it's such an important Gen Z brand. But like they, you know, it's a combination of, I, I think, us seeking out opportunities and asking them sort of what they want. So can you talk a little bit about trend-wise what you think the Zelfas want these days? It, it, you know, it's so interesting because I feel like trend watching has gotten so much more complicated than it was in the past. You know, a lot of trends spring up on TikTok now. 
Mm-hmm. And I always had this theory about relevancy and creating, you know, culture, put it, steeping your brand in culture. And the, the trends used to start with the art world. They would trickle down to the fashion world. The entertainment industry would pick up on it. And then it would kind of become like a mass thing. With TikTok, it's creating its own set of trends. And so because this generation is so steeped in that, I, you know, you have to be aware of everything that's going on. We have analytics and, and consumer insights and trend watching. I, I think it's the thread that goes between all of those things that you have to be super savvy on. And, you know, constant feedback loops with your specific customer to find out what they're thinking and feeling. So it isn't just like coming from one place. It's coming from many, many places now. That's, you know, evolved over the last couple of years. How do you balance seeing the trees from the forest, being able to react to a TikTok that is taking off today, but also you have to have a multi-year plan for your team? (laughs) <laughs> that that in some sense is where the gut instinct comes in, right? It's like, that's where the magic and the secret sauce is. And I think it's a combination of, you know, our designers and our merchants. I, I have to say, Claire's has been pretty good at spotting trends over the years. You know, back in the day, I feel like they really created Jojo Siwa's career. <laughs> you know, one of the things that's selling really, really well in our stores is product linked to gamers. Um, and so that was kind of neat too. It just validated as we were getting into Roblox that that is something that our consumer is interested in. Listen, if anybody tells you they have the secret quotient to figuring out like what the uh, the best trend is going to be, I, I mean, seriously, that that person is a genius because I think it's a combination of, you know, watching your customer, reading everything that you can get your hands on, watching TikTok and making some good old gut decisions. So as we wrap, um, we do have a number of students who listen to our podcast because they're interested in retail and we look forward to welcoming them into the industry someday. Do you have career advice for them? You know, it's, it's an interesting question. I have a Gen Z daughter who is trying to sort of figure out her major in college and, and just trust your gut. I actually keep a post-it note on my computer that says trust your gut because I think sometimes we doubt ourselves and we don't listen to that inner voice, I feel like that's made all the difference in my career. And even even for, you know, if you're trying to figure out your major as a student, listen to your heart and your gut. I think we should end on that very strong advice. Kristen Patrick, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Retail Gets Real. You can find more information about this episode at retailgetsreal.com. I'm Sarah Rand. This is Retail Gets Real. Thanks for listening.